<coughs> you said three, two, one, and then you coughed into the mic. I took cold open a little too seriously. Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I feel like crap. I'm joined by Harrison, who doesn't feel like crap. Well, well, you might feel like crap. I never know with you. How do you feel? I mean, my general state of being is feeling like crap. But <laughs> on the crap scale, I think you feel crappier right now. Yeah. I, I'm at the tail end of having this kind of head and chest cold where I feel fine, but I talk like an octave deeper and can't laugh. So yeah. You're not at sexy voice yet. You're like you're I think you're about a day away from that. Like right now it's still slightly like nasally and like gross. The other day I was doing the um the Sam El- the Sam Elliott voice with Jen. You know that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gourge. Don't Oh, I thought I definitely thought that was gonna lead to a coughing fit. I was gonna tell you not no. to do it. No, it's it's easier um, to go deeper. It's it's when you like have to laugh that's way worse. The bank. Yeah, so here at the lake here at the lake show we fight through injury. Yeah. No load management here. No. It's Kawhi's a f- <laughs> Are you serious? <coughs> well, See, I told you I can't laugh. I'm in big trouble this time. I love to laugh laughing, on the show. You're laughing, you're laughing was not the problem there, but I will edit. I will bleep that. Yeah. Um, I'm not even. So anyway. Anywho. Today's show, show. Today's show, we have a fun one in store for you guys. The Lakers have a couple days off. They are still riding high. Yesterday beating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Anthony Davis, I think, legally owns Carl Anthony Towns now. I, I think not just him, but the entire state of Minnesota. Yeah, so that was yeah. that was pretty fun to watch that purchase take place. Uh, look, L.A. taking things from Minnesota, they should be used to it. Yeah, let's be no, honest. No, that, that's what I said. I said this is the most that LA, the Lakers have disrespected Minnesota since they left the state. Yeah. So they, uh, the uh, Lakers take care of business there. They have a couple of days off now, and Harrison and I are going to use this time to answer questions from you guys. We give you guys the opportunity to send in iTunes questions, and a couple of you guys did take us up on that opportunity, and we're going to answer those. We're going to prioritize those because you people actually matter. Uh, but then we also opened up the uh, – Harrison fired off a tweet asking for questions we got a couple fun ones from there as well. And then I am I am usually the kind of person who likes to underpromise and overperform. But I am not kidding at all when I say we got the two best book quotes from Byron Scott in this week's Byron's Book Club. Oh, okay, I'm excited for that. But but okay, but before we get to all of that. All of that, you said you wanted to surprise me with a segment Yes. So, Anthony, last week we de- we debuted Anthony made a solid point as like a recurring segment. And I, I should have known that like that was too much of calling our shot a little bit because you now are really developing a talent for trash talking guys right before uh-huh. they start to go off. Last week, infamously, we got a review about it. Mm-hmm. Saying that, uh, you know, you I, I think they called you. Uh, they said you were incoherently rambling, which is just how I describe your podcasting style. But they felt specifically yeah. during that segment, not just podcasting uh, style, writing style. Yeah, 
I can vouch for that too. Relationship but, styles. Yeah, you. I'm not going to play the audio again on this week's episode. Like you guys can go and listen to last week's podcast if you'd like to. I wouldn't recommend it. No, um, exactly but Anthony went on a pretty lengthy rant about why Rajon Rondo should never play, why it's a travesty that he's on the Lakers, and all of this stuff. Rondo followed that up with not the greatest three, two or three games of his career, but definitely his best Laker. game as a Laker for uh-huh. sure. Yeah. Um. So now this is you called LeBron washed. He's uh-huh. an MVP candidate. You said that Rondo shouldn't be on the team. He becomes like team MVP for two or three games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I, I guess basically what I have to ask you is, is there anyone else you would know? And then Dwight Howard during the whole summer called yeah. him out. And then he came in to see. Am I missing anyone that you trash talked so far that ended up playing amazing? Well, playing amazing is is kind of different, but the Frank Vogel thing I wasn't thrilled about, and he's yeah, turned out to be Frank really Vogel, good. Also, ha- also a hashtag revenge season uh, against. Ant- I think you are the unifying force of the locker room right now. It's I, just your takes. I, I really think. What oh, I'm, KCP. What I'm willing to do. KCP. You also got KCP. Well, going. let's calm down on KCP. No, you cyberbullied him into becoming a good player. Well, so, all right. So he became a good player for like a week. And then shot like fifteen percent from three point range. It was notably right after you criticized him. So So. (laughs) we're we're learning that your powers have limits. They are not indefinite. So what I wanted to ask is: Is there anyone that you want to rant about this week so that they can have the best week of their career? Kuzma, honestly. Okay. All right. Go ahead. This is who I thought you might pick. Kuzma cannot dribble more than two times. Like possessions that have that feature Kuzma dribbling more than twice don't end very well. And if they do end well, it's because he like tripped over his foot, threw the ball way up in the air and it banked in on 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 that one shot against Portland, right? Right? Yes. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but no, I I I like Kuzma. I he seems like a really nice guy. I I really do think his head is in the his heart is in the right place. I don't really know that he understands how to fit in with this team right now. And until he does, like, we got to stop with this whole, is he the third star? Is he their third best player? He he is be fair. To be fair, I think people have kind of eased off that. And now yeah. it's like, can he be a helpful player? And, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last week of how the Lakers can make that happen. Darius wrote a really good column for Silver Screen to Roll. Pete Wait, did a breakdown for that? The Athletic. Yeah, he does. Wow. You Congrats, knew that. <laughs> um, and... So, you know, like there's been a lot of talk about that. I think the Lakers, they really do need to get him going off of screens towards the basket a little bit more. And I know that that's like on some level that's easier said than done because defenses are going to want to take that away. They're going to go under those screens, force him to shoot, stuff like that. But they really need to try and figure out some ways to get him the ball on the move headed towards the basket so that he can get some more of those weird little flip shots that he's like so actually good at. Mm -hmm. Um going down for him and you know i also think that he's not really getting enough credit for um like he's still been pretty decent defensively for the most part like he's had his ups and downs but for him this has been a transcendent defensive season and like he's at least trying really hard i also don't know if he's 100 percent quite yet because like i I don't know i was gonna he has has the ankle sprain he's been dealing with a cold he got poked in the eye like i was gonna ask you well even before all that like even before that he he missed part of the beginning of the season right yeah that too so i was gonna ask you have you noticed the same trend with him as well that i don't feel like he's getting the same kind of lift on his dunks this year as he was last year 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's not something I've specifically looked for, so I don't really know How if you're... Keep, but that would line up with... That would line around. up with several it, lower body injuries and yeah. an illness. Like... Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not... I don't... I'm not... Well, for one thing, I played up the rant so that maybe it can lead next show right yeah no um, you need to you honestly need to go meaner can you say like can you can you can you just say something go, really definitive okay like one of your really really definitive takes he dribbles like ted coos no my god <laughs> is that good is that I good was enough? gonna say I, I needed you to say something like like oh like coos can't be part of a playoff rotation or something like that well, I mean, if he keeps on playing the way he has this to this point, yeah. I is that is that a hot take? Uh, all right. Well, if he keeps playing like this, then no, it's not that hot of a take. But okay. right, I, I need you to be more definitive than that. More definitive. Yeah, I need it's I need you to say it like to the worst senator ever. I need you to say that like no context. All right. Added, just no like something. No disclaimers. Nothing. Yeah, no disclaimers, nothing. Just like Harrison's hot take is up in this beat. Exactly, but genuine because that's what you do. But genuine. I can't do that though. I I don't I don't I don't have that kind of all right. All right, here's here's what I'll say. If Kyle Kuzma keeps playing the way that he is right now, not only will the Lakers have traded away the wrong guys, and will he not be able to fit into a playoff roster. But that's a mark on Rob Polinka. Everybody's talking about how great Rob Polinka has been to this point. We can't forget the fact that this dude kept Kuzma above three other potentially better options right now. Is that better? Is that good? Yeah, no, actually, we have our uh, we have a guest calling in today, last minute. Alex Caruso actually has a response to that. So, nice. Alex, go ahead. Jesus Christ. All right, thanks, Alex. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> all right, now we're going to move on, and we're going to get to the mailbag. Um, so... We're going to go to the iTunes one first, since that's where we ask questions for. Yeah. You guys, as a reminder, can always ask questions in the iTunes mailbag, and we, w- we will get to them, as long as, like, they are still relevant when we open up the mailbag. Like, if you ask us, you know, who's going to win a game that night, and the game has already passed, probably not. But if you ask something that is still relevant Even when that then, mailbag I'll comes, answer it. we'll answer it. We'll get it okay. right. Yeah, actually, we can we get old, old takes exposed. We yeah. can just be like, yeah, the Lakers are going to beat Minnesota. Duh. Duh. Who would have doubted that? I bet you Anthony Davis drops 50 on him. (laughs) Take all your betting tips from Anthony. Uh, (laughs) This one comes to us from uh, Captain Matt 8, and it's uh, just titled Question. So they say, hey, great job on the show. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Would you like to see the NBA change up the playoff game format by making games 6 and 7 of a series at neutral sites around the country? It can still incentivize teams to get the best record since they'll have three home court games versus two. Also, having games with mixed fan bases I think can make the game more interesting and intense. I actually have kind of an answer to this. Like, yeah. I think as a neutral observer, like as someone who would not be rooting for either team to win the series, I, I think I would enjoy this. But as someone rooting for a team, like, I, I think this is stupid. Like, I, I would hate it. it. Like, if this was, if I was a Lakers fan and the Lakers got the number one seed, but they still had to play game six and seven at a neutral site, even with how well the Lakers travel, I feel like. I feel like I would be upset. Like, how do you feel about that? Are all these games, like the the, the neutral site games, are they going to be literally neutral where they're smack dab in the middle between the two cities? Yeah, they're just going to build an arena just wherever the midway point is. I mean, I don't no, know. No, like, like the like, closest arena, whatever, the closest professional they don't, arena. They don't explain, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it, neither of their cities. 
So it, for the late, like, you know. Evan so Thompson, what do you do for the Clippers? Because they don't have a city. <laughs> it's Staples Center. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I kind of like it a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's more from the from the standpoint of, like, I, I'm an anarchist. So I kind of want to see just weird stuff happen. Um, the problem is, though, that you're still going to get – you're still going to have a home court advantage. Like, we are Laker fans, right? And as Laker fans – we root for the team that has the biggest fan base in the entire world of basketball. And as such, like, of course, there isn't going to be a neutral site. There's no way to make that the closest. The only the closest thing to a neutral site for the some Clippers home game. is their oh. home games. No, yeah. you, you're right. Like Atlanta, the closest thing to a neutral site is in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, like that. And even like there, you're not like, going to find more Hawks fans than you find there. Right. Right. Like, so, yeah. Um, I, I think this is kind of impossible in practice, but I'd 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 be down for it. It depend. Also, I I would want it in the first series. Yeah, and just on a trial basis, I think the NBA should do it just to the Rockets because I think that it would be entertaining <laughs> to watch their fans react to that. Uh, I I I would like to. I wouldn't want to see this though, like in the conference finals or in the finals. Like that, yeah, wins. yeah, especially not the finals. I feel like you'd lose a lot of the game of the game seven because, like, part of what makes a game seven entertaining is either like the home crowd rallying a team to come yeah. back from behind or just going insane as like the, as they're winning and stuff yeah. like that. And I feel like you miss out on that energy a little bit during stuff like the Super Bowl or whatever, like mm-hmm. where it is kind of uh, like the Super Bowl is about as close as you get to like a big sporting event that's actually at a neutral site. And yeah. like, I don't know, I just you don't feel the crowd energy as much like behind one of the teams and stuff and i feel like that kind of stuff really does come through in those big games and it makes it more entertaining at least for me Mm -hmm. uh okay so this next question is this is actually two questions from kinetic groove in the itunes mailbag and so question one at this way too early point in the season in your opinion which lakers player is most deserving of which nba award and what percentage do you give them of winning said award at the end of the season I think LeBron has the best chance at winning MVP. Oh, okay. So we have different we have different uh, takes on this. I think LeBron has the best chance at winning MVP because of the narrative surrounding this. Like he is – all right. Giannis is obviously the best player in basketball, right? I don't think that's a hot take at all. But oh, I might edit in the Alex sound effect again. Okay. But, uh, but I, I think – I think for in terms of value to his team, I, I think there's a lot to be said about the fact that LeBron also helped get Anthony Davis here. Like you have to factor in the GM, the, the general valuable. manager. Yeah. And, and, and like Giannis, like couldn't even keep Malcolm Brogdon. So, <laughs> okay. I don't think that that's really fair to hold against Giannis. Like <laughs> I just wanted, I wanted to trigger Domin. I can't lie. But but no, I, I, I think in all seriousness, I think LeBron has the best chance at MVP. If the Lakers keep on winning like this, even if they finish with like the same record as Milwaukee, they did it in the tougher conference and uh and the Lakers showed more improvement from last year to this year compared to whatever Milwaukee finishes up with this year. Yeah, so I actually disagree. I, I don't. I don't think that you're totally wrong. Like, I think that LeBron mm-hmm. does have a decent chance at MVP for narrative reasons, all the reasons you mentioned. Like, and just his play, he's been incredible. Um, and but I think that if we're going off of 
which Lakers player is most deserving and which one has like kind of the best chance of winning something. I actually think it has to be Anthony Davis and defensive player of the year, just because I think we have you're seen objectively so- right. Yeah, we have seen such a turnaround on that end. And some of that is Frank Vogel. Some of that is the personnel. There's lots of context that it's not just Anthony Davis, but Anthony Davis, it's like I did not fully appreciate how good he is on either end of the floor. Like before this, uh-huh. I, I I knew he was good, but it's just different watching him on a game to game basis. And he just covers so much space so yeah. effortlessly. And he's so smart in terms of how he baits guys into things and how he rotates and how he like defends the rim and does all of this stuff without fouling out every game, despite, you know, being a primary defender on almost every play because of how much he switches and goes and helps and all this stuff. Like, I, I think he has to win uh, defensive player of the year. I, I'd almost put it at a 90% chance. That's uh, that. That's why I'd, I'd go with him because I think he's that deserving. I actually think that he has a case for MVP as well, which is why I think that neither him nor LeBron are as likely to win it because I think they may split the vote a little bit. Oh, that'd be so shitty. I mem- do you remember that was back when you were still a Lakers fan? Do you remember how awful it was when Allen Iverson won it over Shaq? That was the dumbest thing. That was yeah. so stupid. I don't I mean, I don't have like vivid memories of that because that wasn't the type of thing like as a kid, I still would have been I would have been like, I guess I would have been 10. So like I knew it definitely knew it was happening, but I don't have like vivid recollection of being I super was angry so about. angry. I was so angry because really Shaq should have won all three of those. Duncan shouldn't have won his either. Frankly. Yeah, Shaq should have won a lot more than his one MVP that he won. Like, yeah. that's for sure. And he should have had it unanimously. I still remember reading about, like, there was some, like, it was some guy from CNN had a vote and voted for Allen Iverson because I think he grew up a Sixers fan or something. I might be wrong. I, yeah. I think somebody could fact was, check me on I mean, this, it, but. that kind of stuff happened all the time. It was stupid. But, but yeah, I, I but Shaq just, should have had more than he had. Yeah. I, I think you're objectively right. I wanted to present the LeBron one just to have a different answer because I knew you were going to go in the Davis Direction. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, so. then we'll see if you knew what I'm going to pick for this next answer because we'll see if you drafted a good enough team Ooh. to uh, to beat mine. So yeah, actually, the second we'll, part of this. Let's let's well let's let's say what we're gonna do and then we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Okay. So the second part of this question from Kinetic Groove uh, is in a five basketball matchup to determine the fate of the universe one person picks five heroes or villains from the marvel universe and the other picks five from the dc universe to do battle in a seven game series based on your pick which side wins i feel like this is going to get contentious so we should probably carry it over on the other side of the break all right i have a question about how this is actually going to work because they're saying in a five on five game to save the universe is this like your team against my team or is it like our team against the bad guys team? And then it's like on our team to like, do we have to make the case for our team to actually play the bad guys team and save the universe? Oh, no. See, I took it as like almost if Jigsaw organized Final Crisis and like only one universe gets to live and the other one that loses dies. So I think we yeah. are. That was how I took it. So we are battling for either Marvel or DC no longer exists at the end of this oh. basketball. Oh, well, then in this case, we should just let Marvel win. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is your, this is, you owe this to, you owe this to comic book people. No, I don't. I'm, I'm going to save DC, release the Snyder Cut. I'm just kidding. I don't actually, <laughs> I don't actually care. I mean, I would, if, if they put it out, I would watch it, but yeah, I don't actually would. care. There's yeah. no way, there's no way that it's like a good movie. 
Probably not. Um, Zack Snyder, one of the more like he, we we would call him like the Michael Carter Williams of directors right now, right? <laughs> I feel like that's too. I feel like that's too mean. Like he's got like he's a really good movie. Three Hundred was a really good movie, and everything since has been pretty. He's really good at action scenes and not very much else is what we've seen. Because he did Three Hundred, and then he did that one that was like kind of sort of Three Hundred, but not really. And then, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the matter. movie exactly. What else did he? Because he did the Superman ones, and then uh, he had another one. He didn't. No, he didn't do the the. This is terrible radio. Anyway, yeah. let's uh let's talk about our lineups. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? No, first? you you can go ahead and go first since uh, I think most people are on Team Marvel here. So yeah, I I gotta have some. I gotta have a chance to make my case after mine. I am repping Team Marvel. This was the only way that we could get people on Anthony's side and figure, like, make it a neutral arena. People might be angry at me for these picks, though. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right. Spider-Man is my point guard. Okay. Who has better instincts in the entire world than Spidey? Black Panther is my shooting guard. Captain America is my wing, my, my small forward. Okay. Thor is my four. Okay. All right. Now we're getting now we're getting like some good picks. All right. Uh huh. And then Hulk is my five. Okay. So I I think that's a decent team. Um, I don't think that you counted for enough superpowers to be honest. Why is that? Like, because, like I mean, like superpowered people are just like they're stronger, faster, better. Like you know, you picked a lot of guys that are like superhuman, but they aren't like the most powerful and the quickest and all that stuff. So I honestly think my team's going to like uh, wipe the floor with yours. I'm just going to be real. And also major okay. oversight, not picking Galactus who could just stand outside the See, paint, but also no, we're put his whole hand around the basket. We're um, talking about like characters that we've actually seen in the MCU. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's we are Marvel or DC universe. That, oh, that they, they did not no, add cinematic. Not go there was no cinematic here. to that. Yes, there is. It's well, either way. Thing. All of my, no, I, I actually disagree, but either way, all of mine have L- been in Listen movie, here, Matt so Moore. We still... have to make this stuff relatable. We can't go full You nerd. don't think Cloud Galactus could make a difference for your team? <laughs> of course he could. Um, We've never seen him. <laughs> all right. Dang it. Um, uh, okay, so my team, I picked Batman just because I really like Batman and I wanted to have him on the team. He's probably okay, not the best pick. you can't give me shit for not picking superpowers and then make Batman your first well, guy. No, thing is is i'm so he's like my rondo honestly like he's the savvy veteran leader Uh that we've seen time and time again figure out ways to win things but that everybody secretly massively overmatched well maybe yeah um but also like i i think i think he helps you win i think batman's a winner and so i I picked him and i also think that the other four are so good that it almost doesn't matter like i could play point guard Mm -hmm. um superman wonder woman the flash and dr manhattan boom See, all right. So here's where here's where this is not quite fair. Is it a foul to teleport you somewhere else? I don't know, but we'll let the rest figure it out and then file a protest like the Rockets. So, all right. I feel like Manhattan, especially. Did you watch the latest Watchmen? Yeah, I did. No, well, hold on. Don't spoil that yet, though. There I'm might not, be. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But the thing with Man- Manhattan, though, is that I feel like he's such a know-it-all that he and Batman would just like scream at each other during timeouts. Hey, you know, Shaq and Kobe won a lot of games too. So yeah, I, but, I feel like a similar thing. This is this is a little different. Also, 
DC characters, that this is the problem with DC. Like, they're overly powerful. Well, that's why I was fine picking DC. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just one. But this is why, like, you. that's why I told you. You're, it's no, your... I, I agree. I think Marvel, in in general, has more compelling stories. Yeah. Um, but and This about is why you were supposed characters. to let Marvel win. Too late. I think I already won. Because just between Superman and Flash, like, I just don't think that you're getting a bucket. Like. No. Obviously yeah. not. Yeah. So I, well, I, I mean, I guess I should have included X Men, right? Yeah, you you should have put Quicksilver in there, probably. You want me Silver to tell you the Surfer? Movie, no, I, I mean, like, I, I all right. So, like, the Silver Surfer should have been in there. Quicksilver should have been in there. Uh, Wolverine, just because I feel like he plays good defense. He's like Alex Caruso, basically. <laughs> basically, same hairdo. He gets hit like twenty times a game and just shakes it off. I mean, we saw Caruso literally heal on the court, kind of. Not yeah. Really. Is is Alex Caruso Wolverine? No, because his hair would probably grow back. But um, the Marvel team <laughs> no, that I picked was you would, you would win. All right, so what's your Marvel right. team then? My my Marvel team was Galactus, Hulk, Ant Man. Just because I feel like he can go really small and then appear out of nowhere and steal the ball from you, uh-huh. kind of like Marcelo Huertas. Probably sets incredible s- screens. Yeah, that too. He can go big too. So no, like, but I mean, I mean, like while he's small, he could set a screen that nobody could see coming. Yeah, that too. Ant-Man, ultimate positionless player. Yeah. Uh, and then I also added Quicksilver just for the speed element. Okay. And then I just wanted to go unorthodox, and I threw Domino in there just because she can make like she can make you is. unlucky. All of a sudden, we have the momentum. Oh, like, that's who that is. Never mind. Yeah. 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 That'd be, so we what should... we learned is that I'm just better at comics than you. Um, well, we, we've known this. Yeah. This is not a new – this is not new information. But also, like, why would – why? all right, I'm in, in all seriousness – why would you include Galactus if not even I have heard of this person? Oh, just because he's like he's giant and I think he'd be really useful. Hmm. Also, is I didn't I guess that is true that that Watchmen is DC. Yeah, it is. But yeah. and even if like uh, they, they've crossed over with the DC universe now, there was that Doomsday Clock event last summer. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So now we're going to get to some Twitter questions. These ones are generally more focused on basketball. So for those of you that tuned out during that first segment, you can come back now. Uh-huh. I just want to give them a second to do that. Uh, all right. So this one comes to us from Isaac Stanley. We're going to try and go through these a little quicker. Stan Lee? Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Stan oh, Lee. Okay. Yeah, it comes to us from Stan Lee. <laughs> He's like, hey, couldn't help but be mad about Anthony's picks. Um, yeah. I mean, he makes uh, a cameo in all these things, so you would figure, like, he just shows up. So this uh, is actually a question. I think you'll like this question. So right. uh, Isaac asks, if the Lakers win this year, will their roster change the framework of other NBA teams, like the mm. way Golden State did? So, like, will they, you know, Golden State made everyone kind of go small. Will everybody start going big now that the Lakers have shown the value of that if they win the title this year? Like, I personally think that we may see – a few other teams think that they can replicate that. But at the same time, if you don't have Anthony Davis on your team, I just think that that's so hard to make it work that you can say that you want to go big. But unless you have a guy that is really seven feet tall, that can really play the four and do everything that comes with that in, in the modern NBA, then like, I think that's pretty tough to do. We saw one of the few quote unquote unicorns go up against Davis the other night in Carl Anthony Towns. And oh, I he, thought you were talking about Mello. <laughs> that too. But he got he he had the floor wiped with him. Yeah. It was just it was not even fair. Like you ever seen you ever seen like the uh when when lions try to hunt 
an elephant and it goes poorly. Like that's what that was. We yeah, saw. I mean, yeah, it's like remember when we all thought the cat was going to be really good on defense when he came into the league? No. Oops. He looked rounder. Did you notice that? He looked thick. I I did not, but I was sitting very far last night. Oh. So, um, uh, okay. So, who do you think Lizzo's the... opinion of Cat changed over the course of that game? Like, is she an Anthony Davis fan now? Yeah, I she's don't... like I, I. She showed up, showed up on on Carl Anthony Towns' arm and was just like, I'm out. Yeah, I feel like how could you not? Honestly, yeah. I feel like everyone's opinion of Carl Anthony Towns changed after watching that game. Yeah, he. We haven't seen a showing that poor since he literally tapped out of a fight. With <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, all right, hold on. Let's keep going through these because yeah. uh, I want to get to all of them yeah. if we can, but I don't think we will. Uh, so this one comes to us from Sean T. Flick, and he asks, "Who would you say is the MVP of the Lakers? Uh, the counting stats say Davis, but the on-off-court net rating suggests LeBron. Uh, how would you go? I'll ask you first." Man, this is like the eye test versus analytics. This is why I think both of them are going to be tough to win MVP because every voter is going to have this debate and then end up ultimately deciding on Giannis. I still say LeBron is the more valuable player. I actually sort of lean towards you uh, on that just because I think I think David. This is you know, and, and a lot of people won't like this line of reasoning, but I think LeBron is like if you took Davis off the team, I think LeBron is more valuable than if you took LeBron off the team and you still had Davis and all the roster was the rest, it was the same otherwise. I don't like I don't like that line of thinking, so I'm just not even going to follow it. Um cuz I I just don't like it when they do that, you know, if you remove Steph and then you remove Giannis, whose team would be worse? And it's like, well those teams were specifically well, is, designed It's for... a little this is a little different because they're both on the same team. That's the yeah. only reason that I normally would agree with you, but they're on the same team. I actually think that answer or the the answer of value has actually kind of evolved over the course of the season. Earlier this year when the Lakers were winning more from defense, I think the answer was Davis because he's the backbone of the defense. But as the offense has gotten better, I think LeBron has become more valuable. Yeah, except for Davis scored 50, so I guess you're a hater who doesn't like the stats. Um, All right, let's move on. Mm -hmm. This one comes to us from uh, Nice Kicks No Bevo, I think. Uh, Yeah, it's like one long word. Uh, Why is the narrative still L.A. Clippers going to the finals? Barring an insane injury, the Lakers are going to demolish everyone except for the Bucs. They'll beat the Bucs but not destroy them. What have you seen from the Clips to still warrant this hoopla? I don't think there is any hoopla anymore. Yeah, Um, I I think that's calmed down considerably. Yeah. The Clippers just got their asses whooped by by Milwaukee. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I— you know, I think that the Clippers still could go to the finals. I think they can figure some things out and still be really good. Yeah, they're but, no yeah, longer I, the favorite. They, they yeah, shouldn't not be the, the favorite. favorite more. And I haven't seen most people saying that. I think most people have shifted to the Lakers uh, in general, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than this last week when we had to pretend that they weren't good because there were all these other great teams and they hadn't played any of them yet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this next one, uh, how do you feel about KCP emerging as an MVP candidate? Do you think he will opt out in order to get the max? I'm just going to let you guess where that one came from. Is that from Tan 3-0? No, no, it was from Zane. <laughs> no, I, oh, we're supposed to answer? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if you would, if I paused. Um, okay, so no, we're just going to move on past that one. So this one comes for, to us from... Uh, 
Jean-Pierre Cerrone. Uh, how would you describe the importance of Alex Caruso in the lineup? I mean, I think Frank Vogel has said that he's one of the Lakers' best two-way players. Uh, LeBron James has said that uh, he does, quote-unquote, everything for the team, you know, some of everything for the team. I think one of the better bits of analytics that's out there right now and one of the better analytical accounts that you can follow is uh, at Presidual. And he put out a, a graph that showed kind of based on color uh, or, or shade the amount that players are playing over the course of the game. And a lot of Alex Caruso's minutes are coming at the ends of games. And I think the fact that you have an undrafted dude who spent two years in the G League and uh, is still relatively young, not not obviously not young, young, but relatively young, the fact that he has overcome all of that to prove to LeBron James and to prove, to prove to Anthony Davis and to prove to Frank Vogel that he deserves those minutes like that, that speaks, that says more about what Alex Caruso brings to the team than anything I could possibly say here. Yeah. And not even just proving that he deserves the minutes, proving that who he deserves them over, yeah. which are like established veteran guys, yeah. well-liked guys. In the While Rondo room. was playing well. Yeah, with more of an NBA track record, too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I wrote about Caruso uh, pretty extensively for Silver Screen and Roll, so i just say go read that. But, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. Um, and I think that, you know, like his shooting's been better lately, too, which means that, like, one of the genuine knocks on his candidacy to play a bunch of minutes uh, was that is, he wasn't spacing was, the floor. Was that he wasn't spacing the floor. I don't think that he's going to continue to shoot 60-plus percent from three-point range. Mm -hmm. But if he can normalize somewhere in the high 30s, low 40s, something like that, which I don't think is totally unreasonable, um, probably low 40s is probably unreasonable. Yeah. High, high to mid 30s is yeah. probably realistic. And I think at that point, he becomes a much more valuable offensive player. He becomes maybe one of the best pairings you could possibly have for LeBron. Yeah, and Frank Vogel even talked about he he's they basically have put in like some new uh some new like rules for Caruso basically that it, it, he, they want him to drive to the basket but if he doesn't have a shot right once he gets there they want him to immediately kick it out and not try mm -hmm. and force things and whatever and so and he's made him he's a better player. Change in his play since yeah. then. Um, yeah. All right, so let's get to next question and this one is also about Caruso. And, or no, sorry. This one's about Kuzma. Uh, this is from Rich Brown. And he says, is it time to reevaluate Kuzma's role on the team just for this year? While I can envision him eventually becoming that offensive punch off the bench he was advertised as, right now he looks so uncomfortable. Does he need more time or does he need new assignments? I think we t answered this a little bit at the beginning of the show. But as far as reevaluating just his role, let's tackle that part. I think – well, it depends I – I is it reevaluating if we were unrealistic in the first place? Like, could, could like, because so, I've always kind of thought that if he just, if his role was just like, hey, should the lay, I guess better for, like, should the Lakers change how they're using him or how much they're using him or reduce his role? No, no. I mean, they're they're winning despite that. I think. Yeah, I honestly don't think that he's being overused. Like no. I think I think he's being used about the right amount for a guy who's struggling but still helps in some ways and who they still need. They pair him a lot with uh, Anthony Davis, and I kind of think they should probably pair him more with LeBron. Yeah, because I agree. LeBron is going to be better at finding him off of the uh, you know on the move. So I think I would I would if we were to actually offer up any tweaks, I think that's what I would start with. 
Uh, but beyond it's that, it's just hard to do that rotationally because uh, they they usually take LeBron out first yeah. and let AD play, and then in which case you're that's a long time to go where you're not getting Kuzma in the game, and how does he respond to that and all that? So I just think it's like logistically it might be tough to do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, while Anthony recovers, I'm going to go to this next question. This comes to us from at Tristan Melton HQ, and he says, will the Lakers break— Oh, my God, Anthony's really dying. Uh, He says, will the Lakers break the Warriors' record for best season in NBA history? Um, I'm going to go ahead and respond while Anthony continues to collect himself, and I'm going to say no. Well, actually, hold on. When have the Warriors had the best season in NBA history? They went 73-3. and. Oh, they well, they had the best regular season record. I don't know if Warriors fans would call that the best season in NBA history. No, I mean, yeah, they, it got it got derailed. Win. It was it, yeah. it didn't end very well. You mean the one where they choked in the finals that yeah. season? That was that. No, was... I don't think the Lakers will replicate that. Yeah, they will. Uh, yeah, the Lakers. If the <laughs> so, Lakers yeah, get they, to the finals, they can the actually take care of business. Yeah, they'll 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 have a really good regular season and then win the finals. Maybe see they, the uh, Lakers will win in these finals and then maybe add Kevin Durant. In all, oh my God! In in all seriousness, I don't think that they're going to break seventy three and nine. Um, but I do think that they could have like you know a sixty plus win season. I don't think that that's out of the question at all. They're a third of the way there. Yeah. So yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I like maybe they could get close. I just think that you know we, we got to see how December continues to go. Obviously, they've hit the ground running so far, but l- let's reevaluate this at the end of December. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. I... For a question for Locked On Lakers, which you can listen to Monday through Friday everywhere you find this podcast, I believe all of that. You can, uh, I, I uh, answered. I went through the uh, schedule here for December, and I think I had them going ten and five. It's a tough schedule. It's really difficult, um, and we'll we'll see how they go through here. But you know what we we saw we thought that the beginning of December was going to be incredibly tough and. And they swept right through that with relative ease. So we'll see how this thing goes. Yeah. All right. So next question comes to us from at E12J456C. And he asks it or asks, Dear Anthony and Harrison, big fan of the show. Thank you. I was just wondering if you think LeBron was in his athletic prime in this new fast paced, no defense NBA. How do you think he'd do? I'd take exception to the no No defense defense thing. Because, like, I think defense defenses are actually better than ever. We have Anthony Davis on the team. Yeah, it's just that, like, offenses, I think, have also grown and gotten smarter. But I think it is harder to play defense than it's ever been because of how good those offenses are, yep. which is why you don't see the numbers reflecting that, like, defenses are as good as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the balance of power has shifted so much towards the offense because of the rule changes the NBA made in, like, the early, you know, like, late 90s, early 2000s, all that stuff. Um, as far as, like, athletic prime... I mean, he's kind of in that now at this. Like he still has a ton of bounce. I know he's not the same as young LeBron, but he's gained in a lot of other ways. Like he's a good three point shooter. Now he's probably an even smarter player than the already smart player he was then. Yeah. Like I, I honestly like I know that you'd probably take the in his prime LeBron if you were, you know, grabbing a guy out of a time machine to build your franchise around just because you'd have more years of him. But I, I'd put this LeBron up against any LeBron in NBA history, I think. Yeah, the Lakers are somehow getting in year seventeen, arguably the best LeBron that you could possibly get, and 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 actually, like the Kobe that played with Powell was a lesser player than the Kobe that played with Shaq, right? Or or even the Kobe that scored eighty one or whatever. Individually speaking, the Kobe that played with Powell was 
slightly lesser of a player than than those other ones. And the reason that it worked with Pau, though, was because it 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 came with the maturity. That experience m- matured Kobe to the point where he was able to understand how to play with Pau. And I think here with LeBron, the fact that he can he's shooting as well as 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 he can and and the fact that he is as mature as he is and knows to just continue to feed Anthony Davis on a night where he's dropping 50 on Carl Anthony Towns like give me that LeBron I like this LeBron even 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 if it maybe costs you a step or two here and there give me this LeBron versus just about any LeBron that has ever existed yeah. Uh, all right. So next one comes to us from uh, at Lake Show Kingdom, and they ask: Have Rondo play center for the rest of the season, or lose two thousand dollars? I think I'd lose the two G's. Oh no, I'd, I'm not giving up my two thousand dollars. Sorry, sorry, Lakers fans. Just so you guys know, if anybody ever wonders who likes the Lakers more. You're still going to get called a hater at some point tomorrow. Yeah, I will. Um, all right. So this one comes to us from uh, Goat Named Mac, or at Goat Named Mac. Uh, if DeMarcus Cousins comes back late in the season, what do you think will be? He's not going to come back. Um, like, with ACL injuries and stuff like that, like, he's not going to come back. No, it's not even uh, I mean, they're asking what his role would be. Like, I, I think that he could play off the bench or something. But, like, I mean, number one, it's not a guarantee that he even makes it that far if they see a guy on the buyout market that they like. Although, I, I'm not sure they'd cut him. I think they might cut, like, Cook or Daniels or someone like that. Um, but, like, he's not coming back this year, at least not to, like, play a significant role, not after all these health issues that he's had the last couple of years. Like, I, I, I just can't find it in myself to believe that they'd trot him back out there with like not playing the season for a playoff series or something like that with all the injuries that he's dealt with and not just let him get healthy heading into free agency and what could be his last chance to kind of get paid the nba has doctors literally evaluate this guy's ability to return and they said that he wasn't going to be able to before june 15th like that's that's all that matters here you know he'd Frank Vogel and the team's optimism aside, like the, it's just, and it also wouldn't be very smart for Demarcus. It just wouldn't be very smart yeah, for Boogie. I, it, it, it get healthy, man, and 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 see if you can actually devote yourself to a full, you know, year and a half's worth of uh, rehabilitation, so that you have a chance at, you know, maybe a, a one or two last contracts. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't think that they should, and I don't think that they will. Um, all right, so this one comes to us from at 58 Baker, uh, and he asks, ask Anthony if he still agrees with this, and it's an old tweet from you that says, there are a lot of other problems across the roster, but I really don't think Rondo can be part of a championship contending rotation. How big of a part are we talking here? Uh, just a part, however you want to define that. Well, like if he's playing like five So playing minutes. center for the two, first two minutes of every game just so that you can save your $2,000. <laughs> That'd be fine. Um, no, I, I always said that if, if Rondo was going to work for the Lakers, he was going to have to take and hit open three pointers so far this season, he has taken and hit open three pointers. Um, there are still concerns on defense, but this is the absolute best version of Rondo that the Lakers could have possibly hoped for. And of course it's working. Of course yeah. this version of Rondo is working. This version of a player is working. 
Uh, yeah, and if, everyone if remember, this known... is what Anthony has always said, is that, you know, Rondo, yeah, he's always said that there's a chance that Rondo could be a part, of, and definitely did not super definitively say that there was no way it could ever well, happen. no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I also don't, I don't like judging people at their high, at their best or at their worst. I want to see how this thing plays out. And look, he's already dealing with the hamstring thing. This is now what the the second time he's missed games for the Lakers. So like, yeah, the other one was a calf injury, but yes, yeah. So this is the second time that he's missed games for the Lakers, and you know, it, it, the 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 way that Rondo is having to play is going to take a, is going to have wear and tear on his body. So I I don't know I if I had known all along that we were going to get a Rajon Rondo who was hitting fifty percent of three pointers, then yes, I would have maybe rethought some of my takes about Rajon Rondo. But I also don't think it's realistic to hope for 50% from three-point range from Rajon Rondo for an entire season. Yeah, I, I would say that that's not realistic to hope for. Yeah. Um, so, so, But yes or no, do you still agree with that? I didn't want all your reasoning and context. You didn't give it the first time. You just okay. said that he couldn't play. So, Yes, I still agree with it. Okay. Um, all right. So this one comes to us from the wig and they ask, how'd you get your start? Let's try and keep this brief. Cause I all think right. we've told this other times. Yep. Um, I was looking for something to do and be involved with. And I ended up just starting doing links aggregations posts back when we used to do like a daily links roundup and then just worked my way up from there. I was doing PR as you guys have heard like 37 times a show, <laughs> a show, did you know I, I, I? You know what PR is, right? It's public relations. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I had no idea. Um, but I was doing that, and my boss at the time uh, had a. He was working for. Or he had worked with the Trailblazers, and then with the Dream Team. And he noticed that I was always on my phone. And I was really passionate about basketball. I actually coached his son in basketball, and he said, "Why don't you just write about that or whatever?" And so I started at Rant Sports, and my first check there was for twenty three cents. Um, and like you said, build our, built our way up from there. Uh, okay. So this one comes to us from at Lang a Pierce, um, who in your opinion has exceeded expectations the most on this roster aside from, or including Dwight. So uh, I guess, are, are we both in agreement that it's been Dwight or I feel who's, like it's who's the other option aside from, or including Dwight. So I'm just okay. debating if we should include him in this or if there's someone else like, What's the question again? Because who, in your opinion, has okay. exceeded expectations the most on this oh, roster, okay. aside from or including Dwight? Uh, so I think if we're including Dwight, for me, it's Dwight. I still think mine is Caruso. Okay, so yours is Caruso. See, I always thought he was capable of this, but you're a doubter. So I, I thought he was capable of something not even close to this. because so, He's legitimately I, – I, this, this, is, this is not even a hot take, I don't think. He's legitimately one of the best point guard, def- like defensive point guards in the NBA. No, I think that that's absolutely accurate so far this season. Nobody would have, like, not even, like, all, all jokes aside, you would not have predicted that. You would not have. There's no way. No, no way. No, I would not have. No, I would not have. No way. I just want, no, I would not have. And, like, yes, I, I, now, I guess to the point we don't knew he was good. We I don't think any of us knew he was like this good. Yeah, and, and I, now I think to answer the actual question, like it has to be Dwight because our expectations. Like I have a bet on I mean. my board that I, I didn't think he was going to make it to Christmas. So yeah, like Dwight has exceeded my expectations more. But 
the mere fact that Caruso is even needs to be mentioned here is is pretty insane. It, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, especially considering the season that Dwight's had. Yeah, like comparatively to where he started from. Uh, okay, so then we have our last one. This one comes to us from at Chris Dole, and he says, "If you could pick any PG around the league, who's the best fit as a starter alongside LeBron and AD?" Uh, could you give some examples from different tiers of players like a star level, a realistic pop- possibility, and maybe a sleeper pick? Iggy is great, but could you give other examples? Um, as far as point guards around the league, like, are we talking like on a, that are uh, on a team that are free agents? Um, as far as free agents, I don't really think that there are many who are necessarily better fits than some of the guys that they have now, which is like, yeah. it, which is even sadder because not even all the guys they have now are like perfect fits alongside LeBron and AD, but they're good enough. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, in terms of, like, players that might be made available to the, like, it's just, here's my thing. I, I always answer this on, on Lockdown Lakers like this, which I host Monday through Friday. Oh, my God. Everywhere you can find all of our podcasts. But Shameless. But I always answer this because I get this question probably once or two once or twice a week. What possible acquisitions could, acquisitions could the Lakers make here, and what could they do there, and what... And I always say, like, you guys, the Lakers are 21-3. and three. This is one of the best starts in the history of one of the most iconic franchises in all of professional sports. Why do we care about a peripheral addition that they could make months from now when we could just focus on how much fun we have with this team as it stands right now? This is, a pretty, well, this is like a, a legitimately really good team. Like, I'm not even kidding. This team. What's funny is right as we're giving this answer, I just saw Samus Fondiari tweet hashtag This is why NBA ratings are down. So I mean, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Like it's it, we can we can kind of say like guys enjoy the basketball. This is yeah. I'm not kidding. This I, is I think one speaks- of the better. This is I. Is this a, is this a hot take? This is one of the greatest pairings of NBA players. You will ever see, ever, Scotty and Michael, Kobe and Shaq, uh, Magic and Kareem. LeBron. Trash compared to LeBron and AD. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Kobe and Smush. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, like, we should just enjoy watching the basketball as it stands right now because, like, those acquisitions are going to come. But all the time that you spend thinking about the DJ Augustines of the world – like that's there's there's a there's a better chance yeah, than none that you're not going to that they're not going to acquire that player. So just enjoy this team. Don't waste your time thinking about Darren Collison. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I think it speaks to two things. I think it speaks to one that I think you know everybody always wants to be better mm-hmm. and like they want to know how the Lakers can become unbeatable. And I think that also like uh you know but does DJ Augustine that, make them unbeatable? I don't know. But I think people want you to say a name that they feel like makes them okay. makes the Lakers unbeatable. Um, Damian Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> Could the Blazers buy him out amid a disappointing start? Yeah. Uh no, and so I think it also speaks to like I think there are a little bit of undercurrents of like I'm not sure that this team is actually as good as we think they are. You know what no, I mean? Like I, I actually think it's something different. I think it's okay. that I think it's we're we're kind of protecting ourselves from the fact that like I, I, I can only speak for myself here. But I think this team is legitimately good and 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 could be great. And I'm really hesitant to go that far out there because I 
we have seen what happens when we assign expectations to the Lakers over the last like six or seven years. They kick us square in the nuts. So like why I can understand why like you, you gotta always feel like you have to improve this team or whatever. But I don't think we have to with this team. I think this team is really good. You can really start to buy into it. Yeah, I think so too. Injuries notwithstanding, knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you can never account for that. Okay, so uh, that is it for a marathon of a Oof. recorded on Monday. We'll drop Tuesday mailbag. So, Anthony, take us home with our, uh, our some advice from Byron Scott's book. All right, so there are two readings here that I absolutely have to read. The, the chapter here is called Sticking to Your Guns. It's chapter 15. Of Slam Dunk Success, uh, slam Leading dunk from success. Every Position on Life's Court by Byron Scott. Yep. All right. Quote, when I was with the Charlotte Hornets, Chris Birdman Anderson was a popular player. He was suspended for violating the NBA's drug policy and missed two years of playing time. When he returned to the towards the end of the 2007-2008 season, team owner, team owner George Shin wanted me to play him right away. We were a team on our way to 56 wins. And first in our division that season, and they wanted to shake things up because Birdman was a crowd favorite. I, of course, of course, said no, which upset ownership. In the beginning of the 2009-2010 season, it was more of the same. We drafted Darren Collison, a guard out of UCLA, and acquired rookie Marcus Thornton that year. Uh, early, on, early on, Bauer was uh, their GM. Bauer was watching every player and sending me messages. Shin wants you to play the rookies, uh, he said. They're not ready, I replied. When they're ready, I'll play them. He came to me and he told me a second time. I said, look, if he wants to play them, he can coach them. And so nine games into the season, I was let go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually like, yeah, that that's, I mean, hey, you, you don't throw that out there unless you're ready to have them carry through on it, you know? Yep. All right. Sticking by your guns. Okay. Remember, that's the name of the, I mean, that's yeah, the, name he, of the he chapter. Stuck, he stuck to his guns there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until he shot himself in the foot. Reading here. When I was a kid, my brother always was getting into trouble. We didn't get along too well, but he was my younger brother, so I always uh, was there to protect him. One day, he came home with a black guy instead of some money he'd won gambling. A guy uh, a year older than I and three years older than my brother had cheated him out of the money and punched him in the face for good measure. Where's the guy at, I said when, he, when I heard the story. Let's go. We went over there uh, with a friend of mine and confronted the guy. I didn't come over here to start any trouble, but my brother here says you owe him some money. I said, looking the guy dead in the eye, give him his money. He basically told me where I could shove it, uh, but I said we weren't leaving without the money. I was friendly with this guy's sister, so I had been at his house before. What a flex. Yeah. What a flex. No, what a gentleman, though. I was friendly with her. Yeah, I was friendly. Yeah. Uh. It wasn't a dangerous situation in my mind, but then the kid came back with a gun and things changed. Sticking by your guns. He pointed the gun uh, directly in my face and told me to leave, but my friend grabbed his arm and wrestled it away from him. We all left unscathed, but that was a pretty scary situation. There are times when backing down might be a good idea, and this was one of them. There's no need to put your life in danger to prove a point. My question to you is at the end I of that 1, thing. I 1,000. That ended so differently than I thought it was going to. I thought that it was going to be him saying like, and so I didn't leave. And I said, do it. You won't. And then he gave me the money. Well, my thing is it was such a different change from the way that it was reading to that point that I wonder if like an editor was like, dude, we can't promote gun violence. He's like, we can't tell people that they should stand there. <laughs> dude, it was for $5.63. We don't need to <laughs> So those, 
Those are... <laughs> I mean, that explains Byron's mentality of, like, always, you know, wondering if players had been in a fist fight, uh, you know, and, like, that that proved how manly and or ready to play they were. So, you know, this has been illustrative. And I, I think I learned something as far as strategy to success. Like, if somebody points a gun at you, probably time to walk away. What's I think the it's most be- amount of money that you would be holding that that you would not walk away from? If somebody had a gun in my face? Yeah. None. Uh, I'm, I'm dropping that money immediately. I'm a coward. Billion um, dollars. You have a billion dollar check to you. You have to sign that check away. Yeah, you can't take that money with you. You're setting your family up. Well, you don't have kids yet, I guess. Well, no, but even if, if they're going to shoot me and just take the money, like... Well, no, like, as soon as they shoot you, they don't get the money, I guess. Uh, I guess that's the flaw in the reasoning, huh? Yeah. And there you go. Yeah, so I win once again, just like with the five-on-five teams at the beginning. Well, you um, chose the cheating team. Uh, I don't know if I picked a cheating team. It, it's not cheating to use your natural abilities. That's it's like PDs. saying LeBron and Anthony Davis are cheating for being really good. It's performance-enhancing characters. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I That'll guess do. That, that does it. I think right? that I think we made it through. My my voice barely made it through. I have another show to record for this. I'm gonna have to like stand in the shower for an hour or so. Uh, but thank you guys very much for the questions, both on iTunes and on Twitter. Those were a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you guys continue to tune in, not to just to the show every week but to the entirety of all of the shows that we have offered to you on this feed. We've had a really fun uh, season thus far with the Lakers, and we've had uh, a lot of growth here with, the, with this feed and, and this network of shows that we've, that we've cultivated. So continue to uh, pay attention to all of those shows as well. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next week.